Radical self-care. Is it manis and petties galore? Is it hair masks and face masks all week? Is it bubble bath after bubble bath? Or could it possibly just be simply pouring yourself a glass of hot water in the morning? Or taking a few deep breaths throughout the day? Well, I have Justine Miller here on the podcast today. She is an Ayurvedic teacher and health coach, and she is here to talk to us all about Ayurveda and how she has put it into practice and how she is now teaching other women to put it into practice so that they can be their best selves. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation I had with her. She has so much to share. Honestly, I learned a lot today and and I learned a few things that I'm going to start um, implementing to my daily routine to get closer to myself and to not burn out so easily because I have that issue sometimes that I work, work, work. And because I don't take time for self-care, I um, I can burn out. And I think that uh, resonates with a lot of women nowadays and just people in general. So I hope uh, you guys really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed recording it. And without further ado, let's get into this episode. So my name is Justine Miller, and I'm an Ayurvedic yoga teacher and Ayurvedic health counselor. And basically, for those that are unfamiliar, Ayurveda is the oldest and continually practiced healing system in the world. And it stems from India about 5,000 years ago, and it recognizes five elements of ether, air, fire, water, and earth, and how we can find harmony and balance with these elements within us and around us. And I am from Rhode Island. Nice. And can you pronounce it one more time? Because I swear I keep pronouncing it wrong. Yes. Ayurveda. Ayurveda. It's like your I, your Veda. (laughs) Ayurveda. Okay, perfect. (laughs) That makes it so much simpler. Okay. Yes. So how did you get started with it? Yes. Um, So I, I had an introduction to Ayurveda during my first 200 hour yoga teacher training in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, Because it is a sister science to yoga. And so there was a introduction to it. And basically, my first um, meeting with Ayurveda was I had a question about digestion Mm -hmm. and I was at a yoga center. So the Kripalu center for yoga and health based in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. And, um, they have buffet style food. And I noticed I was eating a lot of similar foods that I would normally, but I felt very bloated and I was eating, you know, soups and stews and veggies and salads and sandwiches and, um, and the, the woman who was presenting gave me one simple piece of advice was to stop eating hot and cold foods together and see what happens. Hmm. And it was such a small nugget of wisdom. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, my dog. No, you're fine. <laughs> <It was such> a... <laughs> I love dogs. It's all good. <laughs> uh, such a nugget of wisdom that uh, and it has such a profound impact on my digestion. So from that introduction, I was hooked and wanted to learn more. 
And how do they relate yoga and Ayurveda? You said they're like sister um, teachings. Like, so in what do they differentiate, I guess? Yeah, so Ayurveda works a lot with diet and lifestyle Mm. practices, whereas yoga, you know, is more about asana, the physical postures, breathing, meditation. And the way they work together is that they're, Ayurveda uses bits of yoga to help find balance. Mm. So using some grounding, breathing, and postures to bring the air down or to use more uplifting postures and breathing practices to bring the earth up. So Mm. playing around with the different energies. So one is more physical and the other one is more spiritual? Um, I would say I would say that Ayurveda works with diet and lifestyle. So yeah, definitely physical, but also <laughs> mental. And it looks at you as a as a whole person. Mm. So it's a preventative care process, um, and I think it's the missing piece in Western medicine. So Western medicine is is there's a lot of training in seeing disease manifested, right. So oftentimes people will go to the doctors and say, I I just don't feel good, but nothing's really happening or showing Mm -hmm. up. So they might not see what's happening. Whereas Ayurveda, the first stage of disease is feeling bloated from eating too many beans. So Mm -hmm. it really um, gets you like right at the forefront and is a really nice pairing to incorporate of course we need western medicine but it's a nice blend to work with them together Hmm. that's interesting because i feel like uh for the most part people don't even notice that they are feeling bloated nowadays like Mm -hmm. almost the symptoms that you should be like aware of that you feel a certain way um are kind of passed off it's like almost normalized because you're so used to eating the food you eat or doing the things you're doing and not really paying attention to your body listening to what your body's telling you and I feel like a lot of people pass it off and say well I'll just take like ibuprofen my head hurts and then move on um and that kind of takes uh makes you kind of take a step back almost at your lifestyle and what you're putting into your body instead of just saying like this is something a symptom of something unknown it's like there's no cause it's just here and it's normal kind of thing Mm -hmm. you know exactly yeah yeah and how has it changed your life oh gosh (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a loaded question I'm sure (laughs) let me let me count the ways Um, I think for me as you said just having a greater awareness Mm. um part of my work and what I do is the reconnection to nature. Mm -hmm. So I think because I live in America and any Western world, really, there's such a, there can be such a disconnect. You know, we might be in offices all day in our cars and maybe live in cities and even suburbs. And when was the last time that we took time to be in the woods or to step out into nature in our day-to-day lives? Yeah. Um, So I think for me, the, the massive impact was recognizing that I have these five elements, ether, air, fire, water, and earth in my body. Mm-hmm. And I can start to see them in my foods and how they translate in my activities. And then of course, in my outer environment. And so remembering that connection yeah, between us and nature. 
And then also, of course, like digestion, it's really helped me, like you said, get to know what bloating is and, you know, feel regular and also anxiety and depression. Hmm. Right. Because that, that how you physically feel, how your body's physically feeling is going to affect your, your mental health as well. Like they both are connected. Um, So that makes a lot of sense that it also is going to change the way you're emotionally feeling um that makes sense i i was reading your blog and i really enjoyed one of the blog posts you had like towards the beginning um i think it was like maybe your second one on there um and it says uh it was called radical Mm self-care and one of the quotes from it is it's a radical thing to stop It's my mission to show you how simple and life-changing it can be. And that really hit me for some reason because it it really is. It's so true that it's something radical nowadays to just chill, like stop and not chill in like Netflix and chill or like be consuming a bunch of, um, you know, entertainment or anything, but just like stop, like stop doing stuff, especially... I think now for me, a lot of the women I talk to and stuff uh, happen to be entrepreneurs or women in business, and they're trying so hard to uh, launch their careers and be good wives and mothers and all these different labels, you know, that to stop is like, huh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) again, you know, and I think that's a a beautiful mission to have. And I'm wondering about um, something that you have in your Instagram um, bio of helping burnt out women and, and how you do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And sometimes Netflix and chill is totally needed. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, But yeah, exactly. Starting to find balance. Um, So yeah, I help burnt out women because I was a burnt out woman. (laughs) like so much so and that's where Ayurveda has really helped me find balance and here's the the neat thing about Ayurveda too is that it is almost like like these these texts these classics were written thousands of years ago by these sages and um, it's almost like a guidebook like how to eat and navigate through life Mm -hmm. because imagine if you didn't have to worry about digestion and sleep and immunity and then we can do more with our lives Right. And actually do our dharma or our life's purpose in the world. Um, so, so yeah, helping burnt out women. To me, I, I used to be in that, that hustle and grind mentality and glorifying being busy. And that's kind yeah. of like a response people have. Like, how are you? I'm busy. And there's always that, that sense I noticed of feeling less than, oh, I don't know if I'm as busy as this person. Like, what should I do? <laughs> and especially in the entrepreneurial world, you know. Yeah. To- to put on many hats and um and so yeah ayurveda has really taught me especially as women mm. to understanding women's health right. and uh I, you know i'm 29 years old and when i started learning this a few years ago i'm like wow i had i don't know my body that well as a woman mm. and so i found like this this wisdom through Ayurveda, uh, a spotlight on women's health that I don't think is seen in the mm-hmm. Western world a lot or talked about a lot. And part of it was recognizing that we have different hormones than men. 
Mm-hmm. surprise right <laughs> and but the thing is is that you know women we have to work twice as hard to be taken seriously um in a lot of parts of societies and communities as men mm-hmm. and the thing is is that men have the proper hormones to be in this fast-paced hustle and grind world their mm-hmm. hormones are almost built for this type of environment they can handle it right and it's not that we as women can't we can do whatever a man can do and we're gonna have to take care of ourselves much more Mm. we're gonna have to make self-care a priority we're gonna have to start paying attention to what we're putting in our bodies and taking baths and you know oil massage and all of these beautiful Mm -hmm. self-care practices so that we can keep up in a healthy way yeah yeah, it's kind of it's like you were saying, kind of finding that balance and somehow, you know, that really resonates with me with the fact that I do feel like the the fast pace and the the just the ecosystem, I guess, of being always on and always trying to um, find a way to negotiate your place in the world almost and your spot in a company or in a business seems to take a lot more out of me than, you know, even it, it, it takes a lot out of me to be a mom, no questions mm-hmm. asked, but it's almost like a different part of me obviously is in the room when I'm trying to get a pay raise, you know, it's, a, it's just a different part of me that takes a lot out And I feel like um, I have to find that balance of like, okay, now I'm going to go home and do a face mask and just like um, relax and enjoy the things that I, that I know will nourish me, you know, physically and emotionally. And um, I saw that you have a six week um, Ayurveda uh, for anxiety and uh, a group coach, a group coaching um, six week class, would I say? Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I, I saw this gap in, of course, there's like Ayurveda workshops people might be able to find here and there. Right. Um, but then there's also the extreme of going to get certified and being an Ayurvedic health counselor and going to school. Mm-hmm. And so I saw this gap of like being able to offer the wisdom of Ayurveda in a digestible way because it can be daunting going through all these books and texts and not understanding Mm -hmm. quite you know on your own Mm -hmm. so I um I also have a life coaching background and I thought to try on bringing Ayurveda and coaching together and in that in that gap in that way that woman or anyone really can come on and and learn Ayurveda and apply it to their own lives without maybe not having the desire to be certified or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I created this six-week Ayurveda for Anxiety group coaching program because I've worked with anxiety myself and I have have the tools and skills. I don't think these things ever go away, mm-hmm. but I think that we can start to manage them and in a, in a way that feels good for us. And and attacks might come up less and less the more that we start to take care of ourselves. So um, I kind of built this program based on my own experience, but we can also understand the why. So what Ayurveda has to say about anxiety Mm. and we can understand the elements better and how they're at play here. And then 
implement some Ayurvedic lifestyle practices and yoga practices to support us in managing and calming anxiety. And um, how, how has it gone so far with the group? I mean, have you seen any interesting um, trends with uh, the group and at what week people really start to uh, open up or anything like that? Yeah, so I think um, my greatest takeaway as a teacher is first being able to witness students being willing to try on these practices mm-hmm. because you got to be willing to change and to switch up certain habits to see results. Um, and, and so I really admire people just, you know, diving in and being so open to these practices and trying them on. And that's really the big practice of Ayurveda is self-study because it is so individual and everyone has different bodies and different energies and different elements more dominant than the others. So really trying on certain practices. And I, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, I was just going to say that's so true because uh, even in, regardless of whether it's Ayurveda or yoga or just you're trying to get more fit, healthier, every, everyone I think tends to, lean towards something that's like a one size fits all kind of program Mm -hmm. Uh, when the truth is we're all so we're all alike in so many ways but we're all so unique also we're all living our own lives and have our own experiences so the the method to get from point a to point b is often um, so so different for so many different people although they end up kind of in the same place mm-hmm. uh, but as you were you were going to say more yeah and I and I just think that um I think really right away you know mm-hmm. first saying yes to a program is there's definitely an immediate shift mm-hmm. and just understanding how Ayurveda is the definition of, Ayur, of Ayurveda is the wisdom of life mm-hmm. and um And the definition of health from an Ayurvedic perspective is someone whose tissues and body and soul and mind are balanced, you know? So again, like that, that deeper sense. Um, And so I think just like first hearing these things and this new perspective to health and your body and your mind is an immediate shift as well. Mm, Yeah. And uh, one of the, things I noticed, I looked at your six week um, example of what the weeks would um, go like. And I noticed that the last week has uh, integration in it. And I also noticed that um, you have a blog post, five ways to realign with your purpose and integration is also part of it. Integration, I thought that was interesting because integration, it's funny how you can know something, but until you integrate it into your life, it's kind of still like you don't know it you know Mm -hmm. Um, and so how important is integration for your for your six weeks oh my gosh I think integration is like the most important yeah um and in life yeah you know again coming back to the hustle and bustle and especially during the holiday season too for a lot of people it's one thing to the next the next the next Mm. and so something that Ayurveda and meditation has taught me is what is this moment like mm-hmm. what's happening in this moment and okay get curious and 
what does this feel like? And what is happening in my body right now? What is my heart feeling right now? So I think taking intentional time to land and ground and to feel how whatever you're doing, the six-week program, or even moving from your job to driving home, taking a moment to check in with yourself and a few deep breaths to feel in your body and your heart where things are landing. That's really interesting. And that kind of reminds me of the whole idea of listening to your body, even when it's not trying to alarm you almost like Mm -hmm. we talked about, you know, listening to your, your bloated or whatever, but even the moments where you're not bloated, you don't have a headache, but you just want to feel like almost present in your, in yourself. Um, that's, that's really kind of so simple and yet so powerful, I think, cause I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think it's something that I practice very often. I don't think it's something that most people even give a second thought to, you know, um, so that in itself is, is really interesting. You have a, um, now you have a, what would it be? A, kind of like a podcast, but um, Rhythm of Simplicity Community where you do meditations. Yeah. So I, I named my, my business, the Rhythm of Simplicity, because okay. of exactly what you just said, is that what I have found through learning yoga and Ayurveda is that actually it's really very simple. Mm-hmm. And there's so much stuff around it you know we can overcomplicate things but really it's like if all you do is take three deep breaths set a timer for five minutes and close your eyes brush your teeth with or start drinking warm water um tongue scrape like little things Mm -hmm. that can make profound differences in your body and well-being um So, yeah, so I've started to – I'm actually doing this get outside challenge right now on my Instagram um, where I've been inviting people to get outside for 30 minutes a day. And because it's colder weather for some people, I created an elemental meditation on my little podcast thing. (laughs) I don't quite know what to call it yet. Um, But uh, where, you know, if someone has low immunity, or it might not be appropriate weather to really be outside for that long, to just connect with nature. And that's really the whole purpose of it is to remember our connection to nature and to know how, how I know how good I feel when I get some fresh air and some intentional time outside. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it's so easy to just kind of go from one thing to the next, and especially in cold weather. So, yeah. And I, I love how it's kind of, um, you were saying that it's the little things kind of, um, that there's, there's no one big habit or book or practice that'll change your entire life. It's more like, uh, you do these little things throughout the day that kind of reinforce your self-care and the way you feel about yourself. And it kind of, it's like a circle of, I do this because I love myself and if I love myself, I'll do this kind of thing. And um, the habits and information will simultaneously change and you change your whole energy almost. And that's, that's really um, it, it for me personally, it's really changed my life. And that's like me only doing, you know, half a, little things that I want to be doing in a day as far as like for myself 
to kind of feel present in my body in the moment. So now I have a podcast to listen to that will <laughs> guide me for meditation, which is really awesome. I'm glad that you're doing that because I think um, there's not enough of that. And it really complements, you know, all of the work that you're doing. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, I also had to ask if you had any words of advice to that, I don't know, I don't know if go with um, Ayurveda or just a personal words of advice for people who are in the in the burnt out stage and are trying mm-hmm. to find, you know, a little way out. Yeah, I think there's a few things. The first is starting to recognize for yourself what's a hell yes and what's a hell no. Mm-hmm. Like stop saying yes to things that don't let you up. And I think as women in general, we can tend to be caretakers and want to help everybody else. And again, like you said, almost forego our own self-care. So I think step one is really like write down like what all of your responsibilities and everything that you're doing and where can you start to clear some space for yourself? Um, The second thing, too, is to find intentional time for rest. And it doesn't have to be a nap, although 10 minutes could be super supportive, but it could be trying on a restorative yoga class or just throwing your legs up the wall for five minutes, uh, a restorative inversion, or even sometimes, yes, it is Netflix and couch time (laughs) to like turn off the brain, you know, I I recommend that habitually, but um, finding pockets of time to intentionally rest instead Mm of you know being on your phone at the same time um or you know always we can tend to be always connected and also exploring time for silence the senses are like gateways into our being and ourself and it's very easy to maybe wake up put on some music or the news you get in your car you put on the music you get to a place there's music in the background Mm -hmm. um it can be very easy to be surrounded by noise constantly. And so what would it be like to experience silence? Yeah, actually, it's so funny that you say that because this morning I, I, um, I've been doing this gratitude challenge. um, And one of the things in the morning, I had just finished working out and I sat down and I was ready to write down like what I'm grateful for. And it was silent. My daughter was still sleeping. The house was still quiet. And I was like, I am loving this silence right now, mm-hmm. especially after having just worked out, you know, I have my music on. And usually I go from like that to quickly getting in the shower and having music on in the shower and all that stuff. And just that moment of silence, I was like, oh, my goodness, this mm-hmm. somehow feels so amazing. that <laughs> It's so quiet. And yeah, I, I you take it for granted a lot, but um, mm-hmm. that's so super important. Yeah, so yeah. just the simple things. Yeah. You know, coming back Definitely. to simplicity and it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Um, I always tell people if there's three things you do every day, it's tongue scrape, make lunch your biggest meal of the day, mm-hmm. and um, drink hot water or room temperature water. And those are just small things that you can do to help your digestive system 
to help your body hydrate more easily and to keep your energy levels up through the afternoons. Hmm. And I'm, I'm now I'm curious. So yeah. <laughs> what does, uh, what does tongue scraping do? Yeah. So tongue scraping, you can get a tongue scraper online on Amazon. I recommend a copper tongue scraper. Copper mm-hmm. is unique in that it has this ability to differentiate between the good bacteria in our mouth and the poor bacteria in our mouth. So when we're scraping our tongue, we're essentially getting rid of any buildup that accumulated during the night that was digesting. Mm. Um, Whereas if you just brush your tongue, you're not really removing anything. You're just kind of moving it around in your mouth. Mm. So tongue scraping helps to physically remove any built up toxins and um, it stimulates your digestive system as well, your tongue. And so I do that every day before eating or drinking anything. Um, yeah, so tongue scraping. And then hot water, when we wake up, our insides are kind of like a used lasagna pan. <laughs> and mm, so when okay. we drink hot water, I actually say hot water is bay before anything else. <laughs> because if we drink hot water, we're helping to, again, wake up our digestive fire, kind of clean away any excess, it can support a bowel movement in the morning and you're rehydrating. Mm. So hot water before the coffee, before matcha, before whatever your thing is, having a cup of hot water mm. first. Hmm. That's so interesting. I'm going to have to try yeah, that out now. Yeah, and again, super simple, <laughs> but has huge yeah. effects. Right. I mean, I already um like downstairs and going to prepare whatever I'm going to prepare. So Putting on some hot water is like, you know, so just simple. It's just the matter of of reminding myself in yes. the morning. Um, but I I loved having you on, and I can already tell honestly that um, your meditations are probably wonderful to listen to because you have like the most soothing oh. voice. I don't know if anybody's ever <laughs> told Thank you that. You. you have a very like I feel very confident okay. now. Um, so that's awesome. I loved having you on. I hope you enjoyed being on and sharing your wisdom. And I'm sure my listeners will really enjoy yes, it. Too. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm actually running um, another six week program Ayurveda for anxiety starting just after the new year. Um, oh, so awesome. if anyone is interested in learning more about what that looks like, I'm at rhythmofsimplicity.com and we can connect and and talk about it. Yeah. And uh, what's your um, Instagram uh, handle so that people can find you yeah, on there too? at Ayurveda girl underscore. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again, Justine. It was great talking with you and um, we'll keep yes, in touch. Yes, thank you. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to this week's My Work in Progress podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and Justine and her wonderful insight and wisdom. Um, I learned 
a couple of things that I'm going to start integrating into my daily routine. I hope you guys found some things that you want to integrate into your daily routine as well. Don't forget to check out her six-week program as well as her Instagram. That's kind of um, where I actually found her and I really enjoy her content. It's always very valuable whether it's for emotional um, support, mental support, health, and a lot of um, digestive tips so that you can keep that um, center healthy and that fire in your belly burning um, in like a good way. (laughs) So thanks guys again for listening. Don't forget to review this podcast on wherever you're listening from and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from. Um, I put out new episodes. If this is your first episode, welcome. I put out new episodes every Thursday, usually in the morning, (laughs) sometimes in the afternoon, but it is every Thursday unless I say otherwise. And I'm trying to be as consistent as possible, people. So I'm just going to say every Thursday. So don't forget to check in next Thursday. Um, I'm going to be doing a little bit of a more holiday themed episode and um, something that I hope you guys will really enjoy. So uh, don't forget to check me out on Instagram at it's me Heidi V. I keep you guys updated on the podcast what's to come and about my guests and all of that stuff on there. So go ahead and check me out and don't forget to unapologetically be a work in progress. Thank you.